Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation for this morning. So today we're going to be reading again in Genesis chapter 22, and we're going to start in verse 9, and we're going to read all the way from verse through verse 12. So remember, Abraham was called by God at the beginning of this chapter to take his son, his only son, the one he loves, it says, and take him up to Mount a mountain in the region of Moriah and sacrifice him there to sacrifice the son he had waited for that we've been talking about the promised one and crazy thing is Abraham does it and we've talked about how Abraham obviously believes that God is going to do something and the writer to Hebrews says even raise the child from the dead because he keeps saying things like we will go worship and we'll come back to you. And then he says to his son, the Lord will provide. And so here he is at the, the top of the mountain, the place where God had told him about. When they had reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Now, just going to stop right there. Isaac, most people think, is around 12 or 13 years old. So this is, a, this is a horrific scene, binding his son and laying him on the wood. I'm sure the, the son is not just laying down. I'm sure he has a look of horror in his eyes, and he's looking at his dad like, Dad, what are you doing? Anyway, moving on. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called, called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. It's that same word that was at the beginning, here I am, meaning more like, what is thy bidding, my master, like in the Star Wars um, (laughs) movies. Like, what is your bidding? I'm here to do your will, not just present, you know, like in school, but I am here to do your will. And then the angel says, do not lay a hand on the boy, he said, Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. So this scene is a wild scene. Once again, I've said before on this podcast that I'm a father of two sons, and I can't even fathom, like, if God asked me to do this, like it would be very difficult. I mean, the text makes it sound like God asked him, and the next day he gets up, and I get that. He has learned. He's been growing. But still, as a father, it's a hard one for me to wrap my head around. And also, I'm in, in a very different culture. Um, in Abraham's day, people did sacrifice children to the gods. And so I'm going to give you today one little interesting interpretation. I may read this section again tomorrow and do a little bit something different with it. But uh, as of late, I've read a couple of people who really think that this story is included in Scripture so that Israel will know from then on, we do not sacrifice children to the Lord. 
Like there's another reason why he sacrificed it. I'll cover that one tomorrow. But to think about the idea of the people around them really did sacrifice children. Human sacrifice was part of the cultures around them. And, and I've, I've read some scholars who say this was a, a turning point for all of human history to say, no, don't lay a hand on the boy. We will not be doing this. Um, we, the chosen people of God, will not be those who kill our own children to appease the gods. Um, and, and that's an interesting kind of alternate reading. I, I don't know. I don't read enough Hebrew to know for sure how that reading like lines up with the original text. I assume it would have to line up pretty well because in the English, in the English, it, it kind of gives us the implication that it's about obedience here. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow. But to think about some of the things that we see in the Old Testament are way ahead of their time. That, that no matter how brutal the Old Testament looks and no matter how difficult some of the passages are, we see some things in the Old Testament that are moving humanity forward. I mean, I mean, even think about the idea of washing, ceremonial washing, before anybody knew about bacteria. Think about the idea um, that, that women throughout Scripture are given, like, they're given some publicity. They're given chapters. Like, women in that day would not have been thought of as leaders, and yet all throughout the Old Testament, we see women who are making things happen. I'm, I'm just in a Bible study in Exodus with our um, church right now, and it's interesting how Pharaoh is trying to kill all the baby boys because he's worried about these boys growing up to be men and, and creating a large army and overthrowing him. And all throughout, it's women who are, are thwarting him. And so Scripture, like these, these midwives, it's just women. It's Moses' mother. It's women who are pushing back and defeating Pharaoh. He's worried about the men growing up and becoming an army, and it's women who are pushing back. And all throughout Scripture, we see this. We see a very alternative view when it comes uh, to women for their day, especially. Uh, we see throughout Scripture that, that the people were commanded to not plow their fields all the way to the edge, to leave that for the, the orphan, the widow, the stranger, the alien. And, and then if they dropped anything when they were harvesting, they're supposed to leave that for those people. Um, and so there's this thing about the rich not getting richer and the poor not getting poorer. So, so people who read Scripture and look at how far ahead of its time it is, and see this, maybe this passage as an indication that Israel was not going to be like the people around them. They were not going to sacrifice human beings to their God. Now, that's an alternative reading, and you can take with it what you will. I will say this. If you look in Scripture and if you read through Scripture, you will see that the people of God are always moving ahead of the society of the day in their treatment of people. And, and, and that's something that I think is beautiful about Scripture. It's, it's a, they, they acted with the understanding of the world they had in that day, but yet God is continually moving history forward into more and more gracious ways of living as a people. And, and God's vision for humanity is always ahead of society's vision. And I just, 
just want you to notice that as you read Scripture. It's something that's taken me a long time to notice and a few people pointing it out. That while Scripture can be problematic and, and it can be violent, especially the Old Testament in some places, it is moving ahead of its society. And God is always pushing us into more loving, uh, more compassionate, more serving kind of ways of living. And, and so that asks, makes us ask the question, you know, what is it in our day today? What are some things where we should be on the forefront? Uh, you know, maybe some of the racial tension in the United States, the, the church should be in the forefront there. The church should be in the forefront in the way we treat others, people from other nationalities, people from other nations that maybe have moved to the United States, people from other faith. Um, and so God is always pushing his people to be more generous, more compassionate, more loving uh, than the society around them. And so I, I take that as a challenge today to think about what is God calling us to? Uh, in my own devotional reading, I've just been reading uh, the Sermon on the Mount. And, you know, I think Jesus says he, you could sum it up and do, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I, I think you start there and you might begin to see some ways that God is moving us forward as a people, even in a society that often does not treat others, especially others who are their enemies, as they would like to be treated. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.